Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
And I pose a question that I want us to talk about today. And Reverend Smith, I'm glad that you're here. And you are here most of the time, but this is a real important time that I want you to be here today. I um I just thought about, and I've been going through a lot um, here lately with uh, just dealing with my personal life and uh, dealing with trying to get my act together. And you always see, there always seems to be the right people in the right place when you need to get your act together. And I have this guy who is a friend of mine who comes over every day and literally drags me out of the house and takes me uh, to work out. And I've been working out and, and I'm just looking forward to uh, getting my health and my strength and my legs uh, back together and get rid of some of this weight. But today I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, we always got a host of things going on around us, uh, but we just had the death of one of our first ladies, Mrs. Bush. And despite the differences that we have in political ideology and the differences we have in what direction America wants to go, we're all human. And and the fact that we can can um, find sadness in the death of uh, Mrs. Bush and recognize how important and committed she was to her family and knowing how much her family is going to miss her, we have a human trait that allows us to go beyond the everyday and feel sadness for those who have a loss. And no matter how much they may be um, not personally known to us, they have value to us anyway. And the last thing we want anybody to do is to be hurtful and knowing that she, you know, she had lived a long time, but we, we even wanted her to live longer because her family loved her. And we love each other in that same way. So it brings a connection when a mother leaves her family and her family grieves over her. Even though we may not have been on the same page politically, we're on the same page as human beings. And uh, that's the, the battle we fight uh, each and every day is being human and being different and trying to reconcile the way we feel about people treating us inappropriate and how we feel about life in general. Uh, so uh, I go to you first, Reverend Smith, and how are we as human beings and as Christians deal with this juggling act that we have about disagreeing with people but relating to people on a human basis? Good evening to everyone. Um, James, there's, it's an easy question, to, uh, answer to the question, because we've got to learn, first of all, to, to relate to ourselves. If we cannot relate to ourselves, we can't relate to anyone else. We've got to come to the point as a Christian, and that's the whole uh, buzzword right there, Christian, which is supposed to be Christ-like. And a lot of times we that are in the church, just because we go to church doesn't make us Christians. We might be religious, and, but religion is not Christianity. So 
we have to get to the point that we are not afraid of, of, of life. We've got to get to the point and get back to the point of fearing God. We, we, we don't fear God anymore, it seems like, in this country. I don't know about the other countries because I'm not there. But we don't seem to fear God the way that we used to as individuals. As a matter of fact, I was talking to someone about this just a few minutes ago before I hung up and start, they came onto the line. It's sad how we, uh, as individuals, we want everything, but we don't want to give anything. God tells us it is it's much more it's much better to give than to receive, and it really is. I know that for a fact because I I've seen that happen in my life. When I've never been a taker, I've always been a giver. But you can always look around and see the word of God come back forth to you when He say, "You never seen the righteous forsaken by seed begging bread." We've got to come to a point in in within ourselves. We, we we are so busy trying to, to, a lot of times, trying to help everybody else. And we have not looked in the mirror and seen this big old cross tie in our eyes, and we are trying to take that little speck out of somebody else's eyes. And that's where our problem really begins at. Stop looking at what someone else is doing wrong and wonder and worry about what you're doing wrong. How can you, what did uh, uh, Cheryl, I think it is, that says it, no matter what you do, you can always do better? We can. And, and, and Christianity is dying because we are so caught up in materialistic foolishness. And we, and people, doesn't it? Does, people don't seem to matter anymore. It's all what can you do for me instead of saying what can I do for you. I lost my best one of my best friends Sunday morning. I didn't even go to church Sunday morning. They called me. My granddaughter called me and told me that Sam had died, and I've been I've been down in the dumps all week long. But because of God, I'm able to overcome this. And knowing that on Saturday morning I will be there to 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 pray over him and with his final resting, you know it's it, we 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 are none of us are here forever. So when we we're so busy trying to get every part, like you said, you're going to the gym. I went walking today. I walk every day. I at least try to get five thousand steps in a day, minimum five thousand. So I go walking every day and try worried about how I look. I'm worried about my heart and other parts that I want to keep functioning. I could care less because if you don't like me the way I look, I really could care less. I'm, I'm look worried about how can I continue to keep my body fit so that I can praise and glorify God. See, we got this thing backwards. Most of us are trying to stay fit so we can look good. Or most of us are trying to stay in, in, in certain, uh, uh, a certain way so we can look good for the women or the men or whomever. I got a lot of friends that go to the gym all the time, and I used to do it too till I turned 70 years old. When I turned 70, I stopped going to the gym. So it, it's a life that we all have to come to and say, who am I serving in this, in this world? 
Am I serving my husband, my my children, my family? And most people have. They have totally put God at the bottom. And as long as we do that or continue to do that, as a matter of fact, that's a part of my sermon tonight. You can't put God at the bottom because he's not going to be there. He never was there, and he's not going to stay there. So when we decide that, hey, my life is never going to change until I put God first, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all, he didn't say a little bit, but all other things will be added unto you. And I know that to be a fact. If you just seek him, all of the things that we are going through, all of the trials and tribulations, that's why I'm, I'm able to weather these storms with the death. This is the same guy who, who buried his daughter last week, my friend. The same, he buried his own daughter last week, and he died this week. You know, so we've got this, we got to realize that life is a fleeting moment. We're like grass. We're like grass. Here today was cut off with the lawnmower, and we blow away with the wind. We're gone. So we've got to get our priorities in order. We've got to get our priorities in order. And until we do that, James, until things change and we get the priorities, and I saw a post, and I'm through. I saw a post on Facebook today said it was such a truism. It says we won't allow Bibles in the school, but that's the first thing we give to a prisoner when he gets in prison. Why can't we give the child the Bible in school so he won't have to read it in prison. God wow. Bless. Let me let yeah. me continue in our today's uh, question, and I wanted Reverend Smith to go first uh, because I just wanted him to give us some insight. You know, who are we as human beings? Uh, hum- being human requires so much of us, and I was just feeling so much um I guess need to feel the pain of the first of uh, the Bush family as the first lady took her last breath. And despite our difference politically, she was part of the American family. And we have to recognize those people who are truly committed to America and are doing what it takes for America to be better. And we feel a connection to them. And, Nate, we feel like, you know, when we when we lose a part of our American family, there's a need to uh, just uh, take a moment and reflect on who we are as Americans and who we are as human beings. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, and, and you're right. Um, when I was looking at the news last night, when I seen that uh, she had passed, I'm gonna be honest with you, it bothered me because, because um, uh, she she was about family. You know, we don't have to always to agree to be on the same team. You know, because she was about her family. You know, Thanks. and and she was about doing this country. We forget this woman has married a president, raised a president, and raised a governor, and everything. Even though we didn't always agree. But 
guess what? When I was married, I ain't always agreed with my wife, but I still loved her. You know, yeah. so 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 there's something to be said in everything because she had a standard. You know, when you look at uh uh um uh, former first lady Bush, first thing come to my mind is on uh, June Cleaver on uh, Leave It to Be with Mom. That's that mindset she had. She was about family. And one thing I wanna pick it back up what Reverend Smith had said earlier was uh is that we don't give people room to be human. We don't give people room to be people. You know, we are so quick with a dagger or any and any time or and when, when somebody says something that we don't agree with, we quit with the dagger. We don't want to see why they feel the way they feel because they could have. There have been plenty of times I have seen people I disagree with, and I used to be so quick with the word or with a dagger. I didn't give them time to uh, to, to understand why they felt the way they felt and everything like that. Until I started getting older, and this is what the military came to. Uh, one thing about the military, they're gonna put you with people from different walks of life, and that's a good thing because they teach you tolerance and everything. Because mm-hmm. I have been to war with people. I've been to war with people I couldn't stand. But man, if something happened to them, you had a bad day if I'm around because that's still that's still family. And we forgot the basis of what made this country great. What made this country great was the word of God. And we have gotten away from that. Just like I said before, you know, we were talking about what can I do for me, not what I can do for somebody else. Because Christ took his disciples and washed their feet. He served mm-hmm. them. See, that's what we're supposed to do as saints. We're supposed to be servants. Not how people yeah. serve us and everything. I can't stand to see ministers and, 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 and pastors up in the pulpit telling us they got an armor bearer and all this kind of stuff. Bearing an armor bearer <laughs> to bring you water when you can walk and go get water yourself? I said the same thing. <laughs> and we don't take time to stand God's face to see what we did was right or what we did was wrong. Or what we need improvement on, because at the end of every day, what I do is one thing the Army taught me is called AAR. It stands for After Action Report. It's, it's about what, what what was your mission for the day? How did you mm-hmm. come up with that mission? Um, what could you do better? What did go? And we should apply that mm-hmm. to our lives every day. We should apply mm-hmm. to our lives. Okay, what was my mission for the day? What did I did? Mm-hmm. What I what I did that make it better? What I did that was good, and what do I need to improve on? We don't want to take that time to do that because we have to understand. Somebody lost a wife last night. I know mm-hmm. uh, uh, a governor and a former president lost their mom. You know, and mm-hmm. we don't take time to think about that. They hurt. If it bothered me a little bit, I know that they was married seventy years. That's that should say something. Seventy years of commitment. Oh. And we can't even give God seven minutes. Come on, somebody. And the sad thing about it, but as soon as we get in some trouble, we want to repent right then. We want to make it right with yeah. God right yeah. then. When God was yeah. giving us all that mercy and grace, because the Bible said warning comes from the whole structure, when he letting us know, hey, how you treat that person ain't right. But we so big right. on our own righteousness, I want I just got to say how I feel, and that's it, and I always been like this here, and that's how it's going to be. But as soon as you get in trouble, you want mm-hmm. the whole world to hear your battle cry now. You want to hear the whole, and it's, it's not right. Regardless of what different walks of life that we are from, and I've been, and I'm telling you, I've been, I've been in um, in countries like Iraq and Afghanistan. When they have church, they have to have church undercover. They have to have church yeah. underground. But those are predominantly Muslim countries, and they find out that um they uh, um um practice the Christian Christ. faith, they can they yeah. can face death. But sure we have will. the freedom to go to church over here 
And we also have the freedom to act the fool, and we and we choose the latter. We choose to do it our own way because we're not facing stones. We're not facing bullets. We don't face the things that the other people. Why you think? Why at the end of the day, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna hush up because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little emotional here. Why you always think when you go to Africa and all these other places, you can feel the spirit of God a lot more than in certain other places? And and, and all right, because they are sincere. Let me tell you something. When I went to Iraq and Afghanistan, I met a whole lot of people that they didn't believe in God. When the first bullet hit the dirt, they was praying Jesus before I was. <laughs> and, and, and there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. I'm telling you. People can say all they want. But at the end of the day, we have to give people room to be people. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. You know, it's amazing to me when I'm on this show and the direction we take and I listen to you and then all of a sudden something pops in my head. And Cheryl, I want you to, to say something about this. Nate kept insisting on talking about um, how long uh, the Bushes had been married. I sat and thought about, you know, you think about how far we have come from moral values and the moral family strength where you can look at and see the first family and take some solace from the commitment that those families had to one another. You look at Bush, you look at uh, Jimmy Carter, you look at Ford, you look at all those first families up until till this family, we've had families that have been through wars together. And I mean personal wars as well as uh, wars of uh, real wars mm-hmm. in terms of battle. But yet now we have a man who had three wives, three or four wives, uh, don't had uh, sex uh, outside his marriage. You know, you can talk about them Clintons, but they went through a battle because of the, the, their commitment to one another, and that has been the commitment we've seen up until this last time. So we really need to take some perspective about when we talk about our first family and what kind of people we want our first families to be, uh, none of our other first families, if I'm if I'm mistaken, he called me on it, all of them have been married once. No matter what they went through, they remained together, and they, and they were committed to one another and the only uh, family outside of that was any type of uh, cheating we know of was the um, was the Clinton. So you know we need to take some thought and reflection about how who the people we put in office because we were putting some people in office who had very serious commitments to their moral values and to their spouses. And now what? Look what we got in the White House now. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, oh, sure. Everything that was said was so true. Um, and, you know, even though I had read that Miss um, Bush had decided not to do anything, she just wanted to be comfortable. She didn't want any other treatment. And... You know, when I heard that, I, too, became kind of emotional because, like you say, you saw the love that went 
on in that family and That's the true. interaction and how they displayed that love in front of others. You know, and it's so important because, you know, not only do the family grieve, but we grieve along with them. We may mm-hmm. not grieve, grieve to the same degree because, you know, the husband, the the sons, you know, the daughter-in-laws, the grandchildren, um, but we had, you know, just like you said, we don't have to like a lot of things that people do, but, you know, they were a family that you could respect. Yeah, and that's right. because, you know, and and the things and the way that she carried herself, she never did anything disrespectful. You know, mm-hmm. she um, was among those that set examples. Um, and like you said, we don't have to agree with them politically. And that's the same thing today. We don't always agree with people who we are friends with political, but right. we're still right. friends mm-hmm. with them. And we True. still we don't stop caring about them, and we don't care different about them, based upon, you know, what they believe. And that's the thing, you know, we don't accept people for who they are. And when I say that, I don't mean destructive, toxic people. I mean people that are different, or uh, the way they go about doing things may be different. And what we have today, you know. There's not love that's shown between um, Donald Trump and his wife. You know, we've we've got where they push. Um, she's pushed his hands away. She didn't push him away, and yeah. that's not displaying love publicly. And to me, is that you have a certain image to uphold because you do want, you need everybody to respect you. You don't have to have everybody agreeing with you, and that's something that we don't find right now. There is no respect. You know, there's no respect because of the way in which he talks to her, the way in which she, you know, stands off from him. We can see those mannerisms without even words being displayed, and that's something that's not deep down in them because if it was, it would show on the outside. And it don't show at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was sad, and it you know, and it's sad to um, to know that she's gone. Um, she did live a long time, and I do know that she had nothing but love surrounded, you know, by her, and they very well respected her, respected the fact that you know she was she probably was ready. Said you know I do not want any more. Um, treatment, then that means I'm ready. You know, let me right. go. And when it's right. time, I'm gone. So, right. um, in that sense, it gave them the opportunity to say their last goodbyes. And I'm not going to say prepare themselves because you're never prepared. You know, no matter how much you think you are, you're never prepared. But it gave everybody uh, the opportunity to be able to to say their last goodbyes or say something that they had wanted to say, knowing that she was going on. And that's something that we don't have right now. That's something that, you know, we can kind of take notice 
and see and comparison. Mm-hmm. And we've had it, you know, from different presidents and their wives and, um, you know, and even, and like you say, even though Clinton did what he did, his wife loved him. And she would not have stood by him and stuck with him had she not. And he he had to love her at, to some degree as well because he didn't, he didn't leave her. And he could have done that as well. So the way he went about things was not the right way. But they still stuck together and they still are together, you know, today. And that's why, you know, I always say whatever we do, we can always do more and we can always do better. Never get so satisfied with the things that we are doing, you know, because we are put here, you know, as first as servants. And that should Amen. be our main purpose. You know, just Amen. as we serve God, we are to serve others because others. he will give us those things that we need and our heart desires. Yeah. But we focus it, more on what we want <laughs> instead of what he wants in helping and serving others. Amen. And Cheryl, it is so Amen. important uh, as we continue, you know, and that's what I, I want us to be able to do is to talk honestly and openly about being human beings. And so, Joyce, as I come to you and we recognize we have to reflect because if there is no reflection, then there's no acknowledgement of going in a wrong direction. And we, when we truly look at the families that have been brought to the White House, we have really taken a wrong direction. This family is wrong in so many ways. Uh, even when they try to make the comparison about we didn't elect uh, Donald Trump to be our uh moral compass, my God, we went way off the reservation on this one. When you look back and look at the families we brought to the White House and the commitment they made to themselves and to us, uh, we've gone in the wrong direction. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. I I think what has happened is that uh, it's the values that we need to start looking at again. We, We had values and we had standards. And uh, we've come to a point where we've just omitted that and we've uh, we've looked over that. Um, let it be known that uh, Clinton wasn't the only one who had an affair. Kennedy had one, and there are several others. Yeah. History will tell you that if you look yeah. that into that. Uh, so the, right. he's not the, the main one. Now, also what I did notice, too, is that uh, I can't fault Mrs. Trump. She's in a position where she was forced to be there. She doesn't want to be there. She knows that she really not even deserving to be there, but she's trying to deal with the the hand that was dealt to her. If you notice, she sent a separate condolence to the the family mm-hmm. of the Bush, indicating about love and family as to what she stood for, and she kept emphasizing that for the love of the family and the respect of the woman that she was. That was mm-hmm. her separate one. This is the first time in history that a president's wife and the president sent two different condolences. But she was trying to say, look, I'm not all about that, because he he belittled her son through this uh, campaign. And my thing is, mm-hmm. do you do you really have the, the faith to show up like the other presidents supposed to? He has dogged right. every president that has come before him. 
Now, I've never, uh, I've always been a Democrat, but I always respect the president they put in honor. I love Mrs. Reagan because she had class, finesse, the way she carried herself. I love Barbara mm-hmm. Bush because she had class, the way that she carried herself. I like uh, Mrs. Bush who just passed away. It's that you, we always, no matter who was in power, we, it might not be the person that we select, but we also gave them the respect because of how they carried themselves and how they paid homage to the White House. This guy hasn't done that. He has no values. And uh, Comney was on um, The View today, and that's what he was indicating, that we lost a lot. A lot of people are not going to be Republican anymore because this is not who they stand for. So my condolence goes out to the Bush. She was a very good lady, and what I liked about her is that uh, 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 her platform was just out of the world because she reached down. She came from well-to-do but she made sure that the literacy program, that everyone had a right to be able to read and better yourself. And that was she her sure platform, did. and I, I, I really give her homage yeah. to that. So my, my goal is, is that, is that um, this is the only president who has uh, degraded the other president and demeaned them. You would never find another president talking like a dog about another person's uh, track record. Your thing is to get in there and make it better, not what was – he always comparing himself to, to Bush, and he always comparing himself to Obama. So th- this, is, this guy is not the right guy. So when we look to what is at the White House and what is there and what has come before us, yes, we have, we have, we have lost a lot, and we really do need to get back that honor and that status because being the president that had top and the first lady should mean a hell of a lot. Now, when we look up to those two, what, what are we looking up to? It's it's really sad. It, it, it's really it's really really sad. But um, that's just all I have to say. You know, you know, my heart goes out to the Bush family. Amen, George. Uh, D, uh, we come to you this time, and it's just uh, we continue to say, you know, we uh, we become one when with those who we may have had difficulties with in the past, and we have to appreciate what they stand for. And we have really lost um, our way uh, because, again, the connection with these people, unless um, I'm mistaken, uh, we've never elected a man who, who didn't honor his family, and the first lady was his one and only wife. And, uh, and that's not the reason to elect a president, but that it does come with some moral values or moral compass uh, that has been uh, the same uh, throughout the presidents that we've had. And uh, that has to have some kind of meaning to it, don't you think? Well, good evening, everybody. And uh, thank you, Jane, for another wonderful and fascinating topic. Uh, speaking of that, I find it fascinating that uh, we can come to a point. Uh, well, first, let, let me say this. Um, M- Michelle said it best when she said, uh, when they go low, we go high. And I find mm-hmm. it fascinating that where we can come to a place and pay homage and respect to a person that was a in a, a affiliated with a 
uh, a party that was totally different and opposite of our own. Uh, and I say that with great respect for you all. Uh, I'm proud to be a part of a group and of people who have uh, forgiveness or um, dis- dis- disrespect in their heart across the board. And I say that because, you know, can you imagine uh, how they would how they would feel or what they would say if the shoe was on the other foot? Mm-hmm. And I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a, I'm in a public environment right now, so I just can't be specific. But I think y'all follow my drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um they would not have the the, the humanity. Because they have demonstrated that. They have demonstrated that it just ain't in them to be on on a level feel, on a level level thinking process of loving one another. And I'm, please excuse that, uh, the echo, I had to isolate myself. Um, you know, um, I, you know, the position of, of First Lady. Uh, from what I have observed over the years, and I'm to my since Lady Bird Johnson, I don't, I, I never knew Richard Nixon's wife, but since Lady Bird Johnson, up until Michelle Obama, uh, the first lady had a position of her own. She never showed sides, not that I can remember. Um, even uh, she never showed the side that her that her husband was affiliated with. It seemed as though that the first lady felt that that wasn't her place. Um, they all remind me, all the first ladies, Laura Bush, um, Jimmy Carter's wife, Michelle, uh, Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, I don't remember Jerry Ford's wife. But uh, they all had the same demeanor as Princess Diana. And that was a, a person uh, that had uh, extraordinary love for humanity. And so when when you all say and Michelle bring to the forefront that um, uh, the current administration just don't have that chemistry, that chemistry isn't there. And you know, and going forward, it, it's going to be interesting. Really, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we are in for uh, in the years to come. Because I think this administration and the persons and the people that actually uh, instigated this mindset uh, have really uh, thrown uh, the baby out with the bathwater, let's say, because it's going to be hard to put this back together. Um, I saw your text, and I understand the nature of the conversation. So, you know, the person coming forward is actually going to have to show us what it is to actually be Christ-like. And fundamentally, they're going to have to actually uh, remind us what that means. What's the definition of being Christ-like? Because we have seen some some different organizations that I thought was Christian was Christian at heart. <laughs> uh, they have demonstrated that Yes, that ain't necessarily the case. Well, they have demonstrated to me that Christ worked for them. Amen. They really have. 
And I am appalled and, and utterly disappointed. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to take some work. And now, so I, and I say all that because what you all have demonstrated to me tonight is the Christ in you. Can you imagine that? See, do you remember when George Wallace was on his dying bed? And everybody, if y'all tune in, y'all to know who George Wallace was. He was a ruthless governor in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that used to sit, sit the dogs on black people and sit the dogs on, 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 on women and, and allow the police to kick women all in their stomach and just thumb them in the ground like they were nobody. But on his dying bed, he asked black people to forgive him. And they did. Because mm-hmm. that's in our soul. That's in our heart. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting to see uh, where we're going to be going uh, going forward. And sorry to take up so much time. Thank you. Uh, D, in actuality, uh, he may have asked for forgiveness on his dying bed, uh, but he was forgiven when he changed the direction of his beliefs. Uh, after he got shot, he really came to grips uh, with the things that he had done, and he made some promises to make some changes, and he was accepted right. for that. And uh, right. and that's one of the reasons I asked about us being humane and being human uh, is, is, is that we really have a love for people and a love for what's right, and we can't get over or get beyond our need uh, to, to just be kind to those people who we who are part of our family. Um, I, I'm i going to be honest. You know, in this show, we're supposed to be honest. And there were a lot of times when Mrs. Bush, I always thought she was her husband's, grand, her husband's grandma. and But she was really a mother for all of us. And she carried herself that way. You didn't hear any hatred in her heart for anybody. Uh, she loved her family and she loved America. And that's right. what we learn to appreciate and care about is the true heart of people. And so as I go back and reflect uh, about uh, these uh, presidents and their wives, recognize that these people, uh, we have gone off the trail because the, the traits of these people have been one of genuine love for America. And, um, Though our present president talked about love for America, he's talking about a segment of people, not all of us. And so right. we, we have to right. reflect on, even when the Republicans selected their uh, leadership, we could count on them doing what was best for America and not a segment of Americans or uh, bad mouthing uh, a segment of the population. We never heard uh, political uh, Republicans bad mouth uh, immigrants. Uh, we never heard of Republicans bad mouthing uh, the inner cities and the people who live in those inner cities. Uh, but that is what we've gotten now. And uh, we need to do some reflections to get back where we need to be. Uh, so we need to ask ourselves, what what is it we're trying to accomplish, and where are we going 
uh, because this doesn't seem to be the right direction uh, as far as I'm uh, feeling, Nate. And, and, and you know, and everything you said, and every, everything everybody else has said has been right. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm probably the baby of the crew, and everything. I, and I remember, I remember who Joe Wallace was, and my mom used to tell me about it. It's kind of funny how he he didn't decide to straighten up to that bullet wing is behind. And sometimes it takes extreme things to make extreme decisions. And we, like I said earlier, we have got to give people room to be people and everything like that. And where we at as as with with the president, that nothing he's done should even do for this moment on should even surprise us or catch us off guard or even to the fact not bother us. I'm talking about not bother us to the fact where, where, whether we spending so much time on him and everything like that because I think it was either Miss Cheryl or Miss Joseph that said that this man has compared himself to every every, every president, every other president that don't live. Why are you comparing yourself? Was the fact that you you were seeing the fact that what standards they had and you want to be better than them, anything like that, or how can that you go on TV and you can't even show affection towards your wife and everything, but you supposed to be the leader of the most powerful country in the world, but you can't even lead us morally. Well, I, ain't, I don't need a military leader. I am a military leader, but I'm talking about a moral leader. You can't even mm-hmm. lead us moral. You don't even have the common. You can't even lead us in prayer. That's that's that's, mm-hmm. that's 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 how that's how jacked up you is, you know. Mm-hmm. Even even King David, but the battle with his people, you won't even you can't you won't even go into battles with us. But you will lead us into a battle, but you won't even go into battle with us. We have to get back. What everybody said tonight has been on point blank. It's basically hit the pause button and reflect and look at where we at and basically start all over. Because the thing about it is, we are not walking in a Christ-like mindset. When I say we, I'm talking about a whole, not individually, because there are people uh, um, um, that are doing it, and 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 and, and a lot of them here on on this phone tonight. So, I thank God for the leadership that's on this phone, especially on the spiritual side of it, because I look up to everybody on this phone. Y'all keep me in line because I know sometimes I'm a handful and everything. I know sometimes uh, Brother Smith got to say, "Calm it down, it calm it down." Everything you you getting inside it, you know that that's me. That's him tugging on my arm. Uh, on, on my bridge, said, "Come down, young fellow. You, you, you know, let's 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 grow together, and that's mm-hmm. what we need, and that's what we need as a leader. You know, sometimes we need a leader to sit here and say, I'm wrong. It's okay to say you're wrong. It, it takes sure. a leader to say that you know what I was mad about this here, and I'm gonna tell you why, and everything like that. It, it, it takes a leader. I don't care if if if, if it's a man or a woman." And that's the thing about, um, like, like what Dee was saying, with a lot of the, uh, a lot of the first ladies and everything, they was leaders in their own mind. And it's so funny though because I never remember nobody criticizing the first lady. The president got criticized, but I never heard anybody criticizing any first lady, basically uh, up until the one we got now. And I uh, maybe uh, Miss Joyce and Miss Cheryl has said it, but a lot of that's not her fault. She inherited a position she never should have gotten. You know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that is the truth. But even that she got that position, we still show her the respect as the first lady. But her own husband don't show her the respect as the first lady. He better show her the respect that being his wife. So Amen. how how can this man lead us morally? How can he lead a country morally when his house tore up from the floor up? 
This on personal yeah, houses tore from the floor, but because he had money and everything like that, he been doing this. Everything this man doing on the public, what the Bible said, uh, this is nothing new under the sun. This has been going on. It's it just, it just out in the, in, the, in the public eye now, but we can see it and everything. And everybody who didn't vote should be ashamed of themselves. We had opportunity to vote. Should be ashamed of themselves because we allowed this to happen. But I be doggone, we won't allow it to happen again. We should not allow this to happen again. And because cause, cause we got, because now, because we don't spend, we're probably going to spend, if, if you make it to four years, we're going to spend the next couple of years fussing about it, then everybody better have that you know what's in line when it comes to voting. I don't care if you're early voting, because you vote online, I don't care if you send it in, then we need to change it because the more fabric of this country has been damaged so much. Everybody wants free speech and this speech and everything. How about let's just calm down with the speech and just lead by example? 70 years of marriage. 70 years of marriage is something we talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I met a black couple who was married, I think, close to 60 years. I love, I told them, and they came out of the university school, I said, man, I need to see this. I need to see my people doing these things that they said they can't be done. I need to see uh, 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 people of my skin color married 60 and 70 years, 40 years, 30 years. Because cause I'm going to mm-hmm. call you and ask what's your secret. How are you doing? I need to see people of my skin color being successful and not scared to share the wealth. I need to see people of my complexion loving and praising and worshiping God. That's the example that we need. And we've gotten away from a lot of that because because at the end of the day, we go back to that green. Everything's about that dollar now. Everybody, everything's about that dollar. And when you focus on that dollar, I'm going to say this and I'm going to hush up. One thing I learned in the Army, whether it's in combat or in life, leave no man behind. Yeah. That's that what we have in office. He has done left us behind. But that's all right, because when it comes to election day, we're going to kick us behind. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Reverend Sip, um, uh, well, I, let me go to Andre. And, Andre, I know you were in and out. But we're talking about who we are as human beings and how even when there are political differences, we feel uh, the heart of the first family losing they, their matriarch, uh because she was a good woman. Uh, there's nothing that I can say uh, against her. She loved her family. She loved America. And uh, right now, we need what they provided us. Well, uh, wonderful Wednesday to everyone. And uh, let me just say that uh, what we are experiencing, no matter what your political beliefs are or uh, what experiences you may have had against or with the Bushes, because um, when, of course, some people said stay out of the Bushes when uh, another candidate was running, <laughs> but what we, but what, but what we are experiencing and what we realized uh, yesterday and today that's coming out more and more is that love prevails, love conquers all. And oh, she just yes. said it, James. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her her demeanor. Uh, she stayed true to herself. Uh, she was blessed to have the unique experience of being the wife of a president, the mother of a president, and the mother of a governor. And those are all political key leadership roles in which, you know, a lot of times uh, people are destroyed. But when uh, the gentleman that just said, you know, we need to see that, especially
especially in our um, in in our race and in our ethnic group. We need to see that. But um, you know, people are are experiencing and reflecting back on the positive, and I'm thankful for that because again, no matter what your issues may have been, whatever your political preferences. Uh, she demonstrated something positive that, I mean, she was very down to earth because I tell you the truth, originally when I first saw her, you know, I just automatically thought, man, is that his wife or his mother, you know, just because of her hair. But she made lightly of that. But once I got to know and see what she represented, I mean, it was just her hair was great and that she was who she was. She didn't do uh, any extravagant uh, clothes shopping or anything like that. It was just good, wholesome foundation. She just carried the foundation of love. And let us be mindful of no matter what it is, love will prevail. Amen. Amen. And that's that's what, you know, as I go back and uh, made me go back when I was listening to him, and again, I ask any of you to to tell me if I'm wrong, uh, but we have had a first family that was one family. Uh, I don't recall any family uh, that was a merging family of uh, many different women. And uh, we have lost, you know, we say that we, uh, Donald Trump is not our moral compass, uh, but the truth is is that he is the only man uh, that we've allowed to be in the White House that has been uh, one with multiple families. And so we have taken a step back uh, when it comes to who we select as leadership. And we have to go back and reevaluate what leadership is and who has the ability to lead us as a nation. Uh, Everybody don't have the same experience, and uh, maybe uh, there's a reason for multiple uh, families is that this is just a trait of what we have had and now look where we're going. So we need to reevaluate the kind of people that we let uh we elect for these kind of positions, Joyce. Correct. Uh you're right on that, but I don't think that that was the key, and that's that's not where we are, and that's not the reason why we are. I think what had happened is that everybody, uh, the swamp people, they were so angry, and they, uh, they that was their way of showing that they disliked having uh, a black president, and and that's where a lot of the hatred, and he just brought out the filthiness in people, and and some of the majority of their their mindset and the way that they think. Our brothers and our sisters, we did not support either candidate the way that we should have. We should have rallied behind uh, Hillary uh, as much as we could. And I think what happened to Hillary is that uh, Trump put so much ugly and negative, and he he made everybody look at at Bill Clinton and fault her for it. But he worse. He 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 he's just ridiculous. But then that's that was uh, the work of the devil. The devil was switching our minds where we think so bad of them, and then we 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 chose him, and look what we got. We got the devil. We 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 got That's the right. devil. But but when you look at this in a way, I think God does everything on purpose. This would be an eye opening to us 
We're going through it. We're going through it. But there's always going to be beauty on the other side. We're going Amen. through it. We got to go through it. You see, trials and tribulations. Amen. We've been going through it so easy with our, you know, so like a deja, you know what I mean? And he don't put a stump there. Now he wants to, he's testing. This is you testing your faith, testing you, testing everything you stand for, your morals, your principles. This is what we're doing. And this is a test from him. So, you know, it, this was meant to be whether we like it or not. Now, how we get over it and how we succeed with it, that is yet to come, and that is what we need to do. Yeah, it is obvious that we're being tested. And sometimes to get stronger, uh, you have to test the uh, your strength. And this is testing our strength. Uh, we have created... Um, those of you who are listening and those of you who will play this later on, uh, and as we move forward, uh, because we're going to move forward, there will never be a day, another day, when we don't have a platform, be it this one or another one, that we, we the common people, can get together and talk wrong with where we are and what is right where we are. The bushes were right. At, we didn't realize it at the time how bad it could get. You know, we thought Reagan was bad, uh, and his his wife had some issues. Uh, but the truth is is that everyone we've come through, they had they loved our country, and we could feel their love for our country. I don't ever see a time when we'll know that this man truly loved our country, Reverend Smith. Are you there, Reverend Smith? Let me go to you then, D. D. I don't see this happening. I don't see there being some transformation that uh, somehow unites us around this man. But I can see that we were one time where we're not re- reunited uh, for the love of country around other uh, Republican presidents. But James, uh, I want to say that uh, I think Miss uh, Miss Joyce laid the, the framework for that question, and uh, that that is that you know um, we have to uh, we have to understand that we are we are being tested, even though we may have agreed uh, or disagreed with the, the policies of the Bushes, uh, just like nine eleven, right? Uh, in my mind's eye, 9-11 was a test, okay? And I came up with a slogan right after 9-11, and the slogan was, those who can adapt will survive. And so that, 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 those who can adapt to change that, that's about to come will survive. And so, uh, and this is part of that same test. You know, James, you made a great point when you when you reminded me about uh, how George Wallace was shot, and that changed his heart. You know, and so biblically speaking, uh, Donald Trump reminds me of Saul, and and how his heart was changed. So um, you know, and that and so to Miss Joyce's credit, we have to align ourselves. We got to get back in line with our own thinking. 
we have to go back to our own uh, resolve and our, our own reserves and go back to the teaching that we was taught, even as little children, on how to have faith and how to, have, and how to believe that God knows what he's doing. See, he knows he got to know better than I, than I do because he is the architect of all of this. All, you know, all I ever had to do one day, all, what, what really blowed my mind, I think, one day is when I went outside at nighttime on a clear night and looked up in the sky. Now, who can do that? I can't do that. So the magnificence of everything, that's in charge of everything, has to give me peace because one day at a time, day by day, I know that God's work is at hand, and he's going to work it out, and all I have to do is, is align myself align myself, and obtain and maintain some acceptance in this world to where I can get through it all. So I think I want to rest with that, and thank you, James, for letting me share it. Andre, you know, we um, we have to acknowledge the role we play in this saga uh, that is going on. And as we recognize and reflect on our past, we need to bring some sanity to our future. And we just have to be able to, re- to see and visualize the depth of the destruction we created. Uh, I listened to the CEO of uh, Starbucks, and I saw some of the pain in his spirit, and I wanted to believe that this man in his heart was a good man, and there was more to what he was trying to get accomplished than just make profit. And so we need to uh, integrate that into all of who we are in humanity and make it a part of this new movement that we're going towards so that we can get rid of some of the evilness that it still extends into our past. Well, you you are right in the fact that Joy said it too. As we're going through, uh, you're, you're saying, uh, James, to make sure that we learn from our past in order to create a better future, summarizing. But when you're going through it right now, you have to put some parameters in place to test and to validate, if you would, um, if a person or or a process or uh, issue is actually uh, aligned with what it is we're striving for. Now, you stated that from your perspective of the CEO of Starbucks that he's genuine. Well, some of the things that could support what you're saying, and I'm not saying one way or the other, but if you were to say what supports it, he responded quickly, meaning that some people uh, have to be prompt and probed in order to finally come forward and say a little or nothing. Uh, but he did not, and he put some things in place. I will hope that what he has put in place is only a start because I do not believe that you can learn all what you need to learn as it relates to uh, respecting and valuing others in a half a day, but you have to start somewhere, and I give him credit for that. So I think in time you'll see um, we just have to stop being so quick. Sometimes we as a people 
are so quick to forgive, forget, and jump on the bandwagon. Now, I know Scripture tells us to forgive, and that's one of the ones that I struggle with. I try to work on it, but I surely have not mastered it by no means. Um, So we have to make sure that, uh, you know, over time, it's the person repeatedly trying to make efforts and uh, taking actions to uh, align with what's best for us. But, yes, you're right. We have to look at what has occurred in the past, learn from our history, uh, acknowledge that we're in the midst of right now. We're in the now. We're in the present. We're in the through part of it. But you have to see yourself on the other side of through, and that's where your vision comes, and that's where you work towards goals and, and know that a positive change is forthcoming. Amen. Uh, Cheryl, what, what, in terms of uh, our direction, and what we should uh, glean from the the pain that the Bushes are going through and the pain of the direction we've allowed ourselves to go through with the election, uh, electing Donald Trump, what do you think we should glean from, from these two experiences now recognizing what we may have thought was uh, a bad direction uh, was a lot much a lot better than where we are presently. Well, you know, just like um, it's been said, we have to look at who is going to represent us. And as I have said and and others have said many times, you know, we're not going through this for no reason at all. Um, This is a wake-up call. And it's allowing us to see what we really want. We really want love to be shown. We really want the examples to be shown. We really want the morals of a person to be shown. I mean, this has clearly um, shown us the difference of what we want and what we don't want. So, All we can do at this point is learn from the mistakes that we made. And I say that, you know, we've been sleeping. We've been taking too much for granted. You know, um, we weren't consistent. We just weren't on our job. So it's nothing that we can do about it. We can't do about what has already happened. Now we can do about something before it takes place again. And that means... Just like, you know, we hear all the time as far as being active within our community, being getting to the polls, you know, um, helping others to get to the polls. We have to be more active in changing those things because if we did do the same thing that we did last time, we're going to get the same results. Now, right, he's already right. in there. Um, until God sees different. To have him removed because it has to be, uh, which it is a lesson to a lot of us, but it still is not a lesson to all of us. The impact and the destruction and the toxics that he's distributing throughout, you know, all over. We got, you know, we don't know how long we're going to go through this process, but we only thing we know is that we have to start changing it now and being consistent and putting the game plan together so we don't get again what it looks like right now. 
So, I mean, you know, we just have a lot of work to do, and we have to do it. And we don't want, you know, the majority of us, when I say that, and I know that everyone here, but we don't want what it looks like now. This is definitely not, you know, morally correct for any of us that's here right now. I mean, you know, the womanizing, the way the um, the language that's used, the um, the mannerisms that they carry themselves, um, what they've displayed, you know, to us, and mainly um, and mainly Donald Trump, you know, and I must say, his wife is going to going with him for the ride. Now I and I'm just speaking for me. I'm not going to go along with somebody because of the position that they're in. You're not going to take me on a ride that I'm not willing to go on, you know, um, and that I'm not fighting. Because if she was going to stand by him, stand by him like you love him, stand by him like you care about it, you know, to make somebody think that you really want to be with him. Now, what goes on behind closed doors, y'all handle it there. But if you're going to stand by him, in a way that's going to show us that you're going to stand by your man because you love him and you believe in him and you know that something that he's going to do is going to come up right. I mean, that may be yours. But the example that she is also setting is not a good one at all. Don't be publicly displaying things that is toxic to the people that are that's watching you. Because we all have our eyes on both of them. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and allow everyone to have their final word. Father, help your children. the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place in their heart Jesus is The 
uh, behind a goal to be do the best that we possibly could. Now we find ourselves divided, and divided on a lot of different areas, but one of the most important ones is morals. We have selected a man who is morally unable to lead us in a positive direction, and we have to recognize there's a segment of white America who has chosen this man to be their moral compass. That means that the rest of us have to recognize and decide if we want to continue in this direction or if we want to make an about faith and make sure this never happens again. This is James T. D. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I'm here so that those of you who've never had an opportunity to have your voice heard, can have it heard loud and clear. So please call in to 657-383-0309 and let people know what is on your heart. We have to turn our country around because right now we put our steering wheel in the hands of a blind man and we are the ones who can see the direction He's taking it up. Stay with me 